Uh, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name's Adam, and uh, if you're a visitor, uh, a warm welcome to you this morning. There is morning tea after the service, um, but as Daniel said, there's an AGM at 11. So, uh, but please don't run off. Hang around for a cuppa or something to eat in the hall. That'd be, that'd be great to share with you. Um, I'm going to pray, and then uh, we'll hook in. Uh, loving Father, we thank you that we can gather as your people, that we can fellowship with you and one another with our Bibles open. Uh, we pray that as we open your word, we would hear you speak, that you would speak to our hearts and that you would be changing us and transforming us to be the people you call us to be. Uh, lead us, Father, in the way of faith and repentance. Uh, may we continually live lives lives of continual turning to your son Jesus and we ask this all to your praise and glory amen um, well the principal at Bible College all those years ago uh, it always encouraged us to preach whole books of the Bible uh, but occasionally he said each year you, you really need to preach topically and uh, n- normally our practice is to work through a whole book of the Bible but today we're going we're gonna to do a topical um, sermon. And uh, the principal would say, look, each year you've got to preach at least once a year on anger, because anger is a thing in our society. Uh, trolley rage, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, he'd say you've got to preach once a year on, uh, on money, because that's, you know, you've got to preach to people's pockets. That's important. We need to honour God with our money. Uh, and he also would say, you've got to preach once a year on sex. All right? And so, which of those three do you want to have a sermon on this morning? I'm getting no takers at all. And I'm going to reassure you, oh, there are hecklers, I can't hear what you're saying, but I'm going to keep going. Um, I'm going to reassure you and say, we're not going to preach on any of those. We're actually going to do um, a series on the important topic of gossip. Oh. <laughs> Gossip. Uh, Now, uh, I want to be clear, this is not me reacting to anything, okay? Uh, I I might be naive, I don't think I am, but I don't think there's any kind of rampaging, out-of-control problem of gossip in this church family. Uh, But also, gossip is not not a thing either. It's not not a thing, and so you can see this as Adam being proactive, and, uh, and so it's good for us to address it. Um, and remember too that as I preach, uh, as we begin this series, please know that I stand under God's word with you, uh, which means that I hear and feel the rebukes that you will hear and feel. Is that Okay. So let's get into it. Um, I want to start by being very clear. Gossip is not funny. I think as Christians we've turned it into a light-hearted joke, something that's inconsequential. And I'm going to say to you, gossip is ungodly. It is poisonous and it is toxic. Gossip is an evil cancer that eats at our church and it eats away at our wider community. And it is incompatible with Christian living. How's that for a start? Gossip is your enemy. 
And the first rule of war, the first rule of war is to know your enemy. And so before I start carrying on and telling you all, look, we need to stop gossiping, we actually need to identify and understand what it is, but also what it's not, because I think there's a lot of false ideas out there about gossip. And maybe if you're like me, maybe you've gone through a period in your life asking, well, what exactly is it? Because there are so many different interpretations. Is gossip just simply giving a false report? Or is it saying something that's bad, anything bad at any time? Is that what gossip is? Is gossip any kind of news that's shared that's just not yours to share? regardless of the motivation. Uh, is gossip venting? Is that what gossip is? Where we go, oh, look, I'm just, I'm just having a vent. Are we allowed to say that? Is venting to my wife okay? Is gossip um, okay in the confines of marriage? Does it make anything goes in marriage? Does it make it okay? Or prayer points. This is my favourite one that I've grown up with, you know, in Bible study. <laughs> we're not gossiping, we're just sharing prayer points. Have you heard that one? Some of you haven't. That's really good. It'd be good if gossip came with a warning label. But the Bible speaks to the truth of gossip. And you can see those Bible verses that Chris read out for us uh, on the front page of your news sheet. So you can follow along there. There's also an outline inside your news sheet as well. Did you notice one of those, those, there's two of those verses are the same. Proverbs 18 verse 8 and 26 verse 22 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to one's most inner parts. The choice morsel is the best bit, isn't it? So when I read Choice Morsel, I'm thinking about Dad carving up the leg of lamb and on the end is the knuckle and my four sisters are like, oh, we want that and Dad would cut it off and give it to his son because that's what Dad's do. <laughs> the Choice Morsel, yum, yum, yum. Used to annoy my sisters no end, it was great. Or morning tea. I think morning tea with some of, some of you lot, it, it's just like this, where there's, there are serious temptresses in this congregation. They're always putting cake under your nose. You go for a visit and there's two plates of you know, scones or biscuits. You're being hospitable. But, you know, this is, you know, once across the lips, always on the hips. That's the truth of a choice morsel, isn't it? And so too with gossip. See, gossip tastes great going down. Something satisfying about it. But the effect on our hearts is lasting and it's poisonous. So what is it? Well, I've written out a definition for you on the outline of my sermon. Sermon outline. And you can take it or leave it. But I've had a crack at it, so here it is. The sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. And we're going to unpack that a bit this morning. So let's talk about the bad part bit. 
Um, obviously it involves communicating or talking, sharing, sharing news, emailing, texting, Facebooking, being a tail bearer. And how easy has technology made gossip? One click of a button, gossip will spread like wildfire. And now we have the extra incentive that if we're on social media and we put something up uh, that's a comment about someone else, we have the extra incentive for other people liking it. And as they click their likes, you feel validated. It's terrible. Come the validation nation. And it's toxic. And it spreads like wildfire. Proverbs 20 verse 19 is very plain. It says, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid one who talks too much. I love the Proverbs. They're just so practical, aren't they? They're just very plain. A gossip will betray a confidence. So avoid people who talk too much. Telling tales, sharing secrets. And of course, nobody here has ever done that, have they? You betrayed a confidence, told tales. Of course, it doesn't, we need to be careful here, because it's not just, doesn't just involve talking, it involves the listener as well. So this might worry you greatly. Or it should trigger something for you. Proverbs 17 verse 4. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. So there's a listening part, isn't there? Without stopping the conversation. It makes you complicit. So bad news takes different forms. Bad news is sometimes just bad information, that's true. And sometimes bad information is just bad information and that's all it is. It's to share information that is simply false. And again, false information, circling around in Varel, that never happens, does it? No. But when a person shares something false knowingly, That is more than gossip. That is outright slander. Proverbs 19 verse 5. A false witness will not go unpunished, but he who pours out lies will not go free. But then again, sometimes bad news is still true, isn't it? And because it's true, you might be tempted to think it's not gossip. I'm not sharing gossip. I'm just saying something that's true. Eh, nah. No, no, that, that's, not, that's not right. Gossip includes sharing shameful truths, awful truths about another person. So it might go like this. You know, hey, <laughs> she lied to her spouse. Or he cheated a co-worker. Or, you know, she hit her mother. Or he's going to lose his job. Or her husband's going to leave. Or they're going to lose the farm, you know. And they become choice morsels. Bad news. Shameful news. For some reason, we become drawn to it when it's actually none of our business. 
yet it stimulates our curiosity. It becomes difficult for us to resist. It becomes attractive for some reason, but it's really bad for us. But we just want to consume it. And so, again, there's something really wrong within us that makes us want to know and talk about the shameful things other people do. Gossip is bad news that's wickedly projected for someone else's ears. Which brings us to the second part of my definition. The sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. So let's talk about the behind someone's back bit. Um, by anyone's definition, I don't think that's problematic. Gossip occurs when a person uh, is speaking about another person who's not there, and that's, that's easy, isn't it? But as we think about this behind someone's back bit, I want to say very clearly that the Bible is not teaching that we should never talk about people who are not present. There are plenty of good things to say about people when they are not around. And there are times when we have to talk about people who are not present and we even have to share bad news about them. There is actually a place for that. And so if you're a parent, you'll do that. If you're a teacher, absolutely. If you're a pastor, it's par. Teammates, co-workers, neighbours, we all need to do that sometimes. And there's a biblical principle of warning others, which we'll get to some other time. So sometimes we do need to seek counsel from a wise person about conflicts or problems. And that is true of me, and it's true of Daniel, and it's true of Tinica. We need to cross-check stuff just to make sure we're not completely mad. And sometimes that means sharing shameful things that someone else has done without that person being there. And I want to say to you, that's not gossip. It's not sinful gossip to truly seek out help. But that cannot be a mask for gossip either. And so then you go, well, what are we to do then? Well, when it is absolutely necessary, the key to sharing circumstances with people in a right way is to keep loving those people. Love has to be the answer, even when we have to talk about them. And even if they're our enemy, we have to apply the golden rule to any situation. And the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated yourself. We need to actually get back to honouring others. I don't see much honouring of other people on social media. Yeah, hardly at all. Honour, honour is such a good word. I actually think we need to get that word back in our vocabulary as we relate to each other. We need to think and, and speak and act in ways that honour one another. But we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. Because I think we've lost our sense of it. And we must pray that it would be, never be true of Christ's church.
Which brings us to the final part of our definition. Where does gossip ultimately come from? The definition again. The sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. And that's the key to it all. Gossip comes out of a bad heart. Gossip is caused by something that is wrong in the core of our being. And we are attracted to choice morsels of gossip because of something already wrong in our inmost parts. And this is the key to it all. This is the most important bit. Jesus himself taught in Mark 7 and Matthew 12. You can go and read it later. Matthew 12, 34, if you want to look it up. Jesus taught that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart is the control centre of the person. The heart is who you are. It's the real you. It's the inner you. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And so we live from our hearts. Our motives spring from our hearts. Our sinful motivations for speaking or listening to any form of bad news are what makes gossip sinful. Therefore, in recognising gossip, maybe the most important question we need to answer is why? Why? Why am I saying this? Answer, examine your heart. Why am I listening to this? Why am I drawn to this bad news? Why am I drawn to it? It could be jealousy. could be hatred. could be anger. It could be alcoholism. As I say, all sorts of extraordinary things. And we've all been to a dinner party where someone said, sorry, that was the grog talking. But I want to say to you, two glasses of red doesn't make gossip okay. It might be the result of boredom or pride or fear. Who knows what the motivation is? There are a number But it's good for us to remember, look, it's not a light thing and it's not a funny thing. It's a serious charge. The sin of gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. And of course, the good news, oh, thank goodness for the good news, is that the gospel of Jesus Christ has an answer for all of these motivations. Gossip can make us feel that we must conform to the world's gossipy pattern. But Jesus Christ died to set us free from sin. Jesus Christ died to set us free from sins like the sin of gossip. So that Peter, that, uh, Peter, that passage Laurel read out for us in 1 Peter 2 reminds us that Jesus himself 
bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. So don't even go there. This, these, Jesus died for this kind of stuff, so we need to stop it. Well, James chapter 4, verse 7 might be another helpful verse for you, where James writes, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee away from you. So we have a responsibility. And by the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus empowers us to die to sin and to live for righteousness. To be people that behave like we belong and speak like we belong as followers of Jesus. As people who are true to who we are, who we say we are. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, the Apostle Paul writes, so just in case you say, I can't help it though, the Apostle Paul says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. So this is an extraordinary stuff. We're not the first to experience it. But what does the rest of that passage say in 1 Corinthians 10? Do you remember? No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. Ah, yeah, that's what it says. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, God will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And so as we seek to encourage each other in our walk with Jesus, as we seek to grow in Christ, let's hold fast to God's promises. Amen.